Welcome to Faith Center Foursquare Church's Message of the Week. For more information on the church or ministry, head on over to our website, eurekafaithcenter.org, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Now, we hope you enjoy this message. We are continuing in this series, Me, We, Us, and as we've been in this series, uh, it's been amazing as we're just talking about the different relationships that we have, and, and we've gone through some parenting and some some marriage. We talked to the singles of the house. Like we have just kind of gone through all of these different uh, relationships that we have. And one of the key elements to any and every relationship, but especially a marriage relationship, and I'm going to kind of hone in a little bit on the marriage relationship, but it absolutely applies to all of our relationships, and that is communication. Communication is absolutely the key. And so today, what I want to give you guys is I want to give you four uh, just scripture-based keys to success and being able to connect in communicating with those relationships that are important to you. So we're going to talk through that. We're going to look, dive into God's Word, and we're going to look into how important it is. But even before I give you those strategies, I think it's vital that what we understand is we, there, there's a baseline. There's a baseline for all communication, every, every single communication that we have. And, and it's absolutely vital. And I want you to have this. And it's not in your notes, by the way. I didn't put it in your notes. So you're going to have to uh, write it somewhere down here. It's not on the screen or anything like that. Uh, but we are going to go through a couple of scriptures as well that you can take notes. And check this out. Also not in your outline. I'm going to give you some graphics to draw. So I hope you guys are ready, right? You're going to get ready because uh, I've got some things for you to take notes on. And here's the baseline and we absolutely have to understand this, so write this down. The baseline of all communication, of all communication, begins with our conversations with God. Every conversation that you and I have begins, at the baseline of that, begins with our conversation with God. James 4.8, uh, I want you guys, will you say this one out loud with me? Okay, you ready? Go. D draw near to God, and he, hold on, I messed that up, didn't I? Sorry, sorry. That's my bad. Let's try it again and see if I can do it right. Ready? One, two, three. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's his plan. That's his plan in, his, in this vital relationship of the baseline of all other communication and relationship begins with ours and him. And then look at Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4 is amazing because it says this. It says, therefore, uh, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus the Son of God, then here, let us hold firmly to the faith that we pro, uh, profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, uh, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So check this out. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Can you just say those words with me out loud? You ready? Go. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The baseline of all great communication begins with our conversations with God. That's where it starts. And we can go back, like all the way back to uh, the beginning of creation. Uh, and one of the things that you'll find is that commun uh, communication was an integral part of creation. And so what the Bible tells us is that God created the man, and then it tells us that he created the woman, and that he created them, check this out, for a personal relationship. That was God's design. So every, every relationship that we have 
That was God's design to create us that way. So we discover when we go back to the book of Genesis that we see that God communicated with a man and he communicated with a woman. And then God said, I want to, uh, them, man and woman, to communicate with him. So he had this baseline first and then within it. So not only did God create this, this vertical baseline of communication, he also creates the horizontal form. Do you see that? Are you guys tracking with me? This is all his design from the beginning. It's an incredible gift, the communication that we have. And how life would boring be, right, if we, didn't, if we didn't have it? It would be so boring if we didn't have this form of communication with one another and this connection that each of us have. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about four strategies. And, and if you apply them to whatever it is, your marriages, your vital relationships, those things that are important to you, I promise you, you will see that it will change your relationships. So let's begin. Here's the first one. Write this down. The first strategy is simply to decide to communicate. We're going to make the decision to communicate. It's a choice. You must have the will to communicate. It's a decision. Some of you, you may be in a disconnect. Some of you could be in a marriage right now and disconnected. Like, it's just, there's something, there's something off. Like, you, you, I don't know what it is, but you're like, man, it's just something off, and we're not, we're not like clicking, and something's happening, and we're, we're trying to talk to each other, but it's just not, it's just not working down. Your spouse won't talk, or, or they won't listen, <laughs> dudes, right? Like, that becomes a problem, and there becomes this miss, right? And it's misfiring. And so sometimes when we get into those places, whatever relationship that it is, what we want to do is throw in the towel. It's so often that we just kind of just want to forget about it. And like, I'm just not going to mess with it anymore. It's just like, I, you know, I don't know what it is. Something's not clicking. And maybe, maybe it'll come around, but it just feels like that. And my prayer is for you today that you will, you will not quit and that you will not throw in the towel, that you will continue to fight for this and make this decision and this choice that you can. And I know that it can be challenging, but I also know that there's story after story in Scripture where, that, where we see that that's the case. And one of the things that my mind is drawn back to is the children of Israel. There was a time when God's chosen people were in bondage to the Egyptians. And so what God does then is he picks this guy. He picks this guy named Moses, to be basically his mouthpiece, his, mouthpiece, his spokesperson, his, his point man. And he, and he says, here's what I want you to do, Moses. I want you to go to Pharaoh's Oval Office, all right? I want you to go to the man's office. And when you get there, I want you to tell him to let my people go. And I want you to just let that sit in, settle just there for a second. Do you know how hard that would be? To walk into the most powerful man, uh, ruler, man in, in there, and you would have to go up to them and literally ask, or in this case, be the mouthpiece of God and tell him to let the people go. And it would be incredibly challenging. And can I just tell you, Moses doesn't want to do it, right? How many times have we felt like that? Like, Moses doesn't want to do it. And so look at, look at his response. Here's what he says, uh, Exodus 4, beginning in verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, he goes, hey, Lord, I've never been eloquent. 
I, I, I never have. Uh, neither in the past, nor since you've even spoken to me. It's like he, he's telling him, like, you know, like, you know my past. Like, I'm not some great order. I mean, like, like, we've been hanging out for the last few weeks, right? Like, you've heard me talk. Like, I, I can't do this. What are you asking me to do this for? And so I'm slow with speech and tongue. And the Lord says to him, who, who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? And look what he says. Now go and watch this. I will help you speak and teach you what to say. How many times do you and I, in these vital relationships, these important relationships that you and I have, how many times do we feel like Moses when it comes to communication? Like, there's times we're like, I, I don't know what to say, right? Like, there's times that we feel that way. Like, I, I don't know what to say. There's, there's times when we're like, we don't know how to get into a conversation sometimes. It's just such a great disconnect. Like, we don't even know how to, how to get into it. And so we're like, should I say that? Should, should I say that? Or should I just remain silent? Maybe this is not the right place and the right time for me to get into it. And what I think is so important for you and I is to take some, some cues from this interchange that Moses had with God. Where God literally just says, let me show you how. Let me show you. Let me teach you how to speak. Let me help you to say the right words. And God will help you and I. He will help us to uh, connect and to communicate with that spouse, that friend, that child, whatever that looks like. Because our relationships, our relationships are all about communication. Everything about them is. But it begins with a baseline and that communication with God. And then he will help us to communicate with one another. Here's something I want you to write down. Here's, I, I, find a blank space on your stuff because I want you to write this up. I've got something here. I want you to write up this triangle. I've got a triangle up here. You can see it on the screen. I want you to write that with God at the top of the triangle and then you uh, at one side. And then I would say if it's your spouse or whomever maybe even a vital relationship is, but this is absolutely uh, marriage-centric, but I want you to see what this looks like. When you begin in this place, the, the baseline, the most important thing that you can have is your relationship and your communication with God. So shoot some arrows pointing up, okay, to God. Those those are your absolute most vital. That is the baseline of all communication is your communication with him. So that's where it begins. And when you begin to do that, and if you're married, if your spouse also begins to hone in and focus in on God and this relationship and how incredibly vital it is, I want you to see what happens in that relationship. Watch this next one. Here's what happens. As both of you are doing that, the two of you, as you're chasing after God, you draw closer together. And your communication becomes easier and easier and easier to where, you know what's happening? It's like you're finishing other people's. You guys are a little slow. It's a little slow. But that's what happens. And it's almost like, like in this marriage setup, it's almost like you are one. And that is God's design. Are you, are you tracking with me? One person. Okay. Here's the second strategy. Write this down. Just you and me, whoever that was. Write this down. Make time for talk time. 
we got to make time for talk time. Absolutely. And it is so ironic, it is so ironic that in this age of technology that you and I live in, we've got our cell phones, text, email, Zoom, voicemail, FaceTime, we've got all these things, yet often it's the technology that becomes a literal blockade to real true communication. So often. All this high-tech gear, but then on the other hand, I, I have no idea how to talk to you. Look, I'm just at a loss. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to communicate with you. It's hilarious. We have to make time for talk time. Listen, you have to carve the time out. You have to be purposeful. Listen, what gets scheduled gets done. And if it's important to you, you put it in your calendar. My calendar is full of relationship meetings. And they say meetings in there. Like, it's just full of meetings. And it's just me purposely taking time out to meet with people. It's not a meeting. It's just me being purposeful in communication and relationship with people. Make time for talk time. It's absolutely vital that we do this. And I want you to think about it like this, like, we have to do it. Like, think about everything else that you're involved in, like the work that you do. The, you're out in the marketplace, and you work. Maybe, maybe you have a staff, or you're a part of a team or staff. And, and what happens in those, in those times at work? You get together, right? Sometimes it's just one-on-one, -on -one, but sometimes it's like the entire group, the team, the office, or whatever it is, and you guys come together, and what do you do? You talk about what's going on. You figure out what's happening. You develop strategies. You begin to plan to move forward. And what's happening? It's, it's a staff meeting. Do you know what we need, folks? We need marital staff meetings. We need marital meetings. Or whatever that vital relationship is that you're a part of, you need to carve that time out and make it absolutely important in your life. Look at what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us that God took time out for you and I. That he did that for us. In Galatians chapter 4, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, here's what Paul says. He says, but when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full right of sons. Here's what I want you to, the phrase that I want you to concentrate on. And I want you to write this down uh, or, or underline it. Right, uh, underline this part, when time had fully come. When the time had fully come. Do you know what that means? In God's perfect timing. That's what that was. God took the time to communicate with us, to demonstrate his love for us. How? By sending his son, Jesus Christ, to come live on this earth, to be crucified, to die on the cross, and then what? And then to rise again. And if you and I come to him and we invite him into our hearts and we ask him and we invite him to take over our lives, then you know what the Bible says about that? The Bible says that you and I then begin to have a personal, permanent relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you see that? And God was very purposeful. When the time had come, he did it. It was in his perfect timing that he came to us. For you and I, the only reason this is possible is because he made time. It's so important and it's so vital for you and I to make time for talk time and those relationships that are vital and important. That's why when I talk about the baseline, the baseline needs to be one of the most important things that you carve out. Like I need to schedule this base time, this time that I am developing my relationship and I'm communicating with God. 
You have to do that. Set it up. Set yourself up to grow. You know, some people are like, I want to grow. What's your plan? Oh, I don't have a plan. How are you going to grow? If you want to grow, oh, Joe, I want to grow. I want to get closer to the Lord. What's your plan? Mm. I'm just coming here, just hanging out here. It's not enough. We're awesome, by the way. Our worship team is amazing. Our teams are incredible. What you and I have to become are self-feeders. We have to become self-feeders because when we become self-feeders, guess what? We make a difference out in the marketplace, out in the world that we live in. It's not about just making a difference here. It's about making a difference outside of here. Are you tracking with me? Four people. Come on, talk back church. Are you tracking with me? It's not about here. It's about outside of these walls. And you have to become a self-feeder, this baseline thing. You have to carve the time out. What is your growth plan? And you figure it out. And it's the same thing for every other relationship that you're connected in. Everything that's important to you. You make time. Here's the third one, man. I talked too long on that one. Sorry, folks. We're going long today. Third strategy, write this down, is create, uh, communicate creatively. We got to add creativity into our relationships. Do you know why so many relationships, so many marriages, they get into trouble? You know what happens? Uh, how come there's this disconnect and, and it just seems like things just kind of like, boop, boop, boop. Like, do you know what happens? Do you know why it just seems like there's this huge disconnect and, and marriages just kind of go to the waste? You know why? Because, because you're boring. <laughs> you're boring. <laughs> I hope that you don't mind me telling you, you're boring. You keep doing the same thing over and over again. You're having the same conversations about the same people, about the same places, of the same stuff over and over and over and over again, and it, it's boring. I can only talk about the toast like 1,500 times. The butter's warm. The butter's too cold. And we just get into this where we're not actually building a relationship, what we're doing is we're just checking things off the list. And it's almost like it's just your work buddy and you're getting a mission accomplished versus this vital relationship that you got to pour your time into. And so we have to become creative in the way that we do that. I love uh, reading through, have you guys ever read through the book of the Song Songs? Song of Solomon? I mean, if you ever, it's Old Testament, it's the story of King Solomon in his courtship, in his marriage, in his honeymoon to his uh, Shulamite bride. And the whole thing, the whole thing is just about their relationship. It's amazing. Like, you want to grow your relationship? Read the Song of Songs. When you read it, you just see this intense, open, romantic communication. It's incredible. For example, in, uh, in Songs chapter, Song of Songs, chapter 1, beginning in verse 9, his bride, Solomon's bride, begins to talk to him. She says, I, I liken you, my darling, to a mare harnessed to one of the chariots of Pharaoh. Like, she's just talking about how incredibly strong and handsome he is to her. How many guys, you guys, your wife talks to you like that? Yeah? <laughs> like, I don't think that Kathleen's ever called me a strong horse, uh, a dumb mule, maybe. In so many words. 
The Solomon's uh, writes this about his bride. He says, my lover is to me a cluster of henna blossoms from the vineyards of Engedi. I mean, think about that. You ever hear that kind of talk, ladies, from your man? Like, that is phenomenal. That is creative, creative communication. Did you know where it comes from? You know where it is? How, how is it that Solomon and his wife are so creative in this? Do you know what it is? When you begin to study and you look through this book, the principle just leaps out. Creative activity causes creative communication. Creative activity causes creative communication, and that's exactly what's happening. We will begin to talk in a creative way if there's something fun to talk about. But you have to create that. You have to create that situation. And the reason that we quit talking to each other is because it's just the routine. It's the pits. And so we just don't. And now we just sit there eating toast alone, sitting side by side, but not talking. Because we've already talked about the toast. What are you doing in your marriage that's creative? What fun things are you doing? Like, what is it in your vital relationships that you want to improve upon? What is it, the fun things, the creative things that you're doing? How are you engaging in those? When uh, I left California and I moved to Texas, one of the things that I found out when I moved there, I didn't know, but one of the things I found out when I moved there is, all, what are these dudes into, right? And like, I'm meeting a new group of people. What are these dudes into? And they're into fishing and hunting and NASCAR. Oh, I don't know anything about any of those things <laughs> at all. But I engaged in those conversations with them. Fast left, fast left. I got it, right? Like, what do you do? Like, I, you know, you go sit in a deer blind and throw corn down and wait for them and then you shoot them. Well, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> that sounds, you're cheating. <laughs> what are you doing? And so, I, but I wouldn't do that. I would just engage in these conversations and just try to do it. I used to tell my girls when they were young at home, how do you, how do you become the most popular person in the room? I would tell them, you just talk about the other person because people just want you to talk about them. So I say, you just talk about them and all the things that they're into and whatever they want to do and all that stuff. And you just find out what it is that they want to talk about and you just engage and you talk about that. And then at the end of the night, they go, boy, I sure did like so-and-so. I don't know why. Because they just talked about you, that's why. We have to get creative in the things that we talk about. So what does that look like for you? Maybe you, you pick up a hobby together or something to that nature. But you're doing something, right? Maybe you're doing something that you, you like, but you haven't been doing it together as a couple or with that other person that in your relationship that you want to in, improve that upon. So you do it together. You begin to enjoy it together. And you talk about it. And then that creativity begins to flow because of what? Activity. And you're doing something fun together. I have uh, some friends of mine uh, down in Southern California, uh, Bart and Lori Height, and these two have been married for 26 years, uh, an awesome couple. But one of the things that they do like once or twice a month is they go to the golf course together. Like that's kind of their thing. It's their thing. But here's the, the cool thing about it is uh, Bart doesn't play. Bart, Bart's not into it. Bart's not into golf at all, but Lori loves it. So this is literally a picture that Bart took of her out on the golf course, and he's just chilling in the cart. And that's what he does the whole day. He just hangs out, drinks his whatever he's drinking, lemon water, I don't know what he's drinking, 
And she is out there just going through nine holes or 18 holes. And you know what happens? They're spending time together and having this incredible creative discussion because they're just doing something that's out of the norm. And they're creating this fun talk between the two of them. What are you doing? What are you doing that creates this? And then here's Here's the fourth one, the last strategy. Write this down, and that is that you and I need to communicate praise often. Communicate praise often. One of the quickest ways to show your spouse or the people that you care about um, is to just give them praise. Just praise them. Verbally praise them. Do you know what happens when you praise somebody? Do you, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Their self-esteem and their self-worth just skyrockets because you just begin to talk about how awesome they are. Just do it. Just begin to verbally praise and see what happens. See the, I, I figured out through this too, there's like a couple of patterns that are so incredibly cool that you and I can implement into our relationships, these important relationships. And if you read Proverbs 31, which is amazing, the, the back half of that is all about this incredible godly woman, superwoman. She's amazing. And you read through it and you begin to notice some some praise that goes with it from others around her. Like part of the reason that she's amazing is because of this praise of others around her. Like you have a part, like in your relationship, you have a part in her being amazing. Are you, are you tracking with me? Proverbs 31, verses 28, it says this, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Now, the important word here that I think is the word arise. Like you could circle that or whatever. But in other words, whenever the children and the husband, they would get up every morning, they would give her words of praise. That's how it began. So the first pattern of this important relationship that you have, whatever it looks like, the first pattern that we need to develop is this daily habit of praise. A daily habit of praise. Of just lifting them up. Most of us are actually great about praising the spectacular. Like somebody does something amazing and it's just like, yes, and we tell everybody about it. You wouldn't believe it. They were a hero and they, they picked up the car and they threw it because the adrenaline was running through them. And, and we just tell all of this incredible stuff like it was amazing. And so we praise the spectacular. But what we often don't do is we often don't praise the routine. But the routine is vital. And the routine is where your relationship is most of the time. So do you ever, like, just praise somebody because they're the ones doing all the finances? Right? Like, just thank you for that. Like, you're awesome at this. You keep us afloat. Thank you. You're incredible. And just praise them for that. Do you ever praise somebody because uh, they went to pick up the children so you could go and do something else? And just give them... Thank you for that and praise them for that. Talk about how great they are. There's all these different ways that you and I can just praise and speak into their lives, even in just the mundane stuff from day by day. Every time, like every time that I mow the lawn, I take care of the lawn, Kathleen tells me how good it looks. No, wait. Every time Kathleen does the lawn, I tell her how great. <laughs> Somebody wrote that wrong. I don't know. 
I'm just talking about the little things that you do throughout the day that are just, they're actually vital and important to you and your life and so forth, but we need to give them praise for that. Here's another one in verse 31, Proverbs 31, verse 31. Look at what it says. It says, honor, honor her for all that her hands have done. And look at this, and uh, let her work, bring her praise at the city gates. Now, here's the next aspect that I want you to check this out. The word at the city gate is absolutely vital here because do you know what that is? In the biblical times, this at the city gate was the most important place of the city. This is where everything was happening. This is where life was happening at the city gate. This is where commerce took place. This is where the politics happened. This is where uh, the marketplace was. Everything is happening at the city gate. And what this scripture says is what? That he stood up and he raised a voice and he says, this is an incredible person at the city gate out in front of everybody. This public praise, this public praise, it's so important for you and I to do that. How often do we praise that vital person, that vital relationship that we have in our lives? How often do we praise them in public? Like maybe the next time that you're out together. It could be like a, like a family thing that you're out together and you're sitting at a table with 10 people and you just begin to talk about how incredible this person is and just praise them in front of everybody and just lift them up and watch them just soar and that self-esteem and that self-worth because you were just pouring into them praise. It's a great leadership principle. It's a great leadership principle with your teams, with your staff, whatever it is, whatever this looks like, you always praise in public and you confront in private. You never confront in public. You always praise in public, always. Every single chance that you get, you lift them up and watch what God does for them in their lives. It's absolutely vital. These strategies, simple strategies, that you and I can just attribute to every single part of a relationship that's important. If it's important, then you and I need to figure out how to communicate because communication is the key to every relationship. But what's the baseline? Right here. The baseline is God. And when I begin in that, everything else will begin to fall in place. Matthew 6.33. What is that, Joe? Look it up. That's your homework. You can come and tell me what it is, all right? Or text me or whatever. Matthew 6, 33. You start here, and all of these other relationships fall into place. 